Section 6 of the Report on the Investigation into Russian Interference in the 2016 Presidential Election. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lynn Jarrow. Report on the Investigation into Russian Interference in the 2016 Presidential Election by Robert Mueller. Part 4. Russian Government Links to and Contacts with the Trump Campaign. Section A. Subsection 3. Carter Page. Carter Page worked for the Trump Campaign from January 2016 to September 2016. He was formally and publicly announced as a foreign policy adviser by the candidate in March 2016. Page had lived and worked in Russia, and he had been approached by Russian intelligence officers several years before he volunteered for the Trump campaign. During his time with the campaign, Page advocated pro-Russia foreign policy positions and traveled to Moscow in his personal capacity. Russian intelligence officials had formed relationships with Page in 2008 and 2013, and Russian officials may have focused on Page in 2016 because of his affiliation with the campaign. However, the investigation did not establish that Page coordinated with the Russian government in its efforts to interfere with the 2016 presidential election. A. Background before he began working for the campaign in January 2016, Page had substantial prior experience studying Russian policy issues and living and working in Moscow. From 2004 to 2007, Page was the deputy branch manager of Merrill Lynch's Moscow office. There, he worked on transactions involving the Russian energy company Gazprom, and came to know Gazprom's Deputy Chief Financial Officer, Sergei Yatsenko. In 2008, Page founded Global Energy Capital, LLC, GEC, an investment management and advisory firm focused on the energy sector in emerging markets. Redacted, Grand Jury. The company otherwise had no sources of income, and Page was forced to draw down his life savings to support himself and pursue his business venture. Page asked Yatsenko to work with him at GEC as a senior advisor on a contingency basis. Redacted. Grand Jury. In 2008, Page met Alexander Bulatov, a Russian government official who worked at the Russian consulate in New York. Page later learned that Bulatov was a Russian intelligence officer. Redacted Grand Jury In 2013, Viktor Podobny, another Russian intelligence officer working covertly in the United States under diplomatic cover, formed a relationship with Page. Podobny met Page at an energy symposium in New York City and began exchanging emails with him. Podobny and Page also met in person on multiple occasions, during which Page offered his outlook on the future of the energy industry and provided documents to Podobny about the energy business. 
In a recorded conversation on April 8, 2013, Podobny told another intelligence officer that Page was interested in business opportunities in Russia. In Podobny's words, Page got hooked on Gazprom, thinking that if they have a project, he could rise up. Maybe he can. It's obvious that he wants to earn lots of money. Podobny said that he had led Page on by feeding him empty promises that Podobny would use his Russian business connections to help Page. Podobny told the other intelligence officer that his method of recruiting foreign sources was to promise them favors and then discard them once he obtained relevant information from them. In 2015, Podobny and two other Russian intelligence officers were charged with conspiracy to act as an unregistered agent of a foreign government. The criminal complaint detailed Podobny's interactions with and conversations about Page, who was identified only as Male One. Based on the criminal complaint's description of the interactions, Page was aware that he was the individual described as a male one. Page later spoke with a Russian government official at the United Nations General Assembly and identified himself so that the official would understand he was male one from the Podobny complaint. Page told the official that he didn't do anything. Redacted. Grand jury. In the interviews with the FBI before the office's opening, Page acknowledged that he understood that the individuals he had associated with were members of the Russian intelligence services, but he stated that he had only provided immaterial non-public information to them, and that he did not view this relationship as a back-channel. Page told investigating agents that, the more immaterial, non-public information I give them, the better for this country. B. Origins of and Early Campaign Work In January 2016, Page began volunteering on an informal unpaid basis for the Trump campaign after Ed Cox, a state Republican Party official, introduced Page to Trump campaign officials. Page told the office that his goal in working on the campaign was to help candidate Trump improve relations with Russia. To that end, Page emailed campaign officials offering his thoughts on U.S.-Russia relations, prepared talking points and briefing memos on Russia, and proposed that candidate Trump meet with President Vladimir Putin in Moscow. In communications with campaign officials, Page also repeatedly touted his high-level contacts in Russia and his ability to forge connections between candidate Trump and senior Russian government officials. For example, on January 30, 2016, Page sent an email to senior campaign officials stating that he had spent the past week in Europe and had been in discussions with some individuals with close ties to the Kremlin who recognized that Trump could have a game-changing effect in bringing the end of the new Cold War. The email stated that through his discussions with these high-level contacts, Page believed that a direct meeting in Moscow between Mr. Trump and Putin could be arranged. 
Page closed the email by criticizing U.S. sanctions on Russia. Redacted Grand Jury On March 21, 2016, candidate Trump formally and publicly identified Page as a member of his foreign policy team to advise on Russia and the energy sector. Over the next several months, Page continued providing policy-related work product to campaign officials. For example, in April 2016, Page provided feedback on an outline for a foreign policy speech that the candidate gave at the Mayflower Hotel. See Volume 1, Section 4.A.4, Infra. In May 2016, Page prepared an outline of an energy policy speech for the campaign and then traveled to Bismarck, North Dakota, to watch the candidate deliver the speech. Chief Policy Advisor Sam Clovis expressed appreciation for Page's work and praised his work to other campaign officials. C. Carter Page's July 2016 trip to Moscow Page's affiliation with the Trump campaign took on a higher profile and drew the attention of Russian officials after the candidate named him a foreign policy advisor. As a result, in late April 2016, Page was invited to give a speech at the July 2016 commencement ceremony at the New Economic School, NES, in Moscow. The NES commencement ceremony generally featured high-profile speakers. For example, President Barack Obama delivered a commencement address at the school in 2009. NES officials told the office that the interest in inviting Page to speak at NES was based entirely on his status as a Trump campaign advisor who served as the candidate's Russia expert. Andrzej Krikovic, an associate of Page's and assistant professor at the Higher School of Economics in Russia, recommended that NES rector Shlomo Weber invite Page to give the commencement address based on his connection to the Trump campaign. Denis Klimentov, an employee of NES, said that when Russians learned of Page's involvement in the Trump campaign in March 2016, the excitement was palpable. Weber recalled that in summer 2016, there was substantial interest in the Trump campaign in Moscow, and he felt that bringing a member of the campaign to the school would be beneficial. Page was eager to accept the invitation to speak at NES, and he sought approval from Trump campaign officials to make the trip to Russia. On May 16, 2016, while that request was still under consideration, Page emailed Clovis, J.D. Corden, and Walid Ferris and suggested that candidate Trump take his place speaking at the commencement ceremony in Moscow. On June 19, 2016, Page followed up again to request approval to speak at the NES event and to reiterate that NES would love to have Mr. Trump speak at this annual celebration in Page's place. Campaign manager Corey Lewandowski responded the same day saying, If you want to do this, it would be outside, sick, of your role with the DJT for President campaign. I am certain Mr. Trump will not be able to attend.
In early July 2016, Page traveled to Russia for the NES events. On July 5, 2016, Denis Klementov, copying his brother Dmitry Klementov, emailed Maria Zakharova, the director of the Russian Ministry of Foreign Affairs, Information and Press Department, about Page's visit and his connection to the Trump campaign. Denis Klementov said in the email that he wanted to draw the Russian government's attention to Page's visit in Moscow. His message to Zakharova continued, Page is Trump's advisor on foreign policy. He is a known businessman. He used to work in Russia. If you have any questions, I will be happy to help contact him. Dmitry Klementov then contacted Russian Press Secretary Dmitry Peskov about Page's visit to see if Peskov wanted to introduce Page to any Russian government officials. The following day, Peskov responded to what appears to have been the same Denis Klementov Zakharova email thread. Peskov wrote, I have read about Page. Specialists say that he is far from being the main one. So, I better not initiate a meeting in the Kremlin. On July 7, 2016, Page delivered the first of his two speeches in Moscow at NES. In the speech, Page criticized the U.S. government's foreign policy toward Russia, stating that Washington and other Western capitals have impeded potential progress through their often hypocritical focus on ideas such as democratization, inequality, corruption, and regime change. On July 8, 2016, Page delivered a speech during the NES commencement. After Page delivered his commencement address, Russian Deputy Prime Minister and NES board member Arkady Dvorkovich spoke at the ceremony and stated that the sanctions the United States had imposed on Russia had hurt the NES. Page and Dvorkovich shook hands at the commencement ceremony, and Weber recalled that Dvorkovich made statements to Page about working together in the future. Redacted Grand Jury Page said that during his time in Moscow, he met with friends and associates he knew from when he lived in Russia, including Andrei Baranov, a former Gazprom employee who had become the head of investor relations at Rosneft, a Russian energy company. Page stated that he and Baranov talked about immaterial, non-public information. Page believed he and Baranov discussed Rosneft president Igor Sechin, and he thought Baranov might have mentioned the possibility of a sale of a stake in Rosneft in passing. Page recalled mentioning his involvement in the Trump campaign with Baranov, although he did not remember details of the conversation. Page also met with individuals from Tatneft, a Russian energy company, to discuss possible business deals, including having Page work as a consultant. On July 8, 2016, while he was in Moscow, Page emailed several campaign officials and stated that he would send a readout soon regarding some incredible insights and outreach I've received from a few Russian legislators and senior members of the presidential administration here. On July 9, 2016, Page emailed Clovis, 
writing impertinent part. Russian Deputy Prime Minister and NES board member Arkady Dvorkovich also spoke before the event. In a private conversation, Dvorkovich expressed strong support for Mr. Trump and a desire to work together toward devising better solutions in response to the vast range of current international problems. Based on feedback from a diverse array of other sources close to the presidential administration, it was readily apparent that this sentiment is widely held at all levels of government. Despite these representations to the campaign, redacted grand jury, the office was unable to obtain additional evidence or testimony about who Page may have met or communicated with in Moscow. Thus, Page's activities in Russia, as described in his emails with the campaign, were not fully explained. D. Later Campaign Work and Removal from the Campaign In July 2016, after returning from Russia, Page traveled to the Republican National Convention in Cleveland. While there, Page met Russian Ambassador to the United States, Sergei Kislyak. That interaction is described in Volume 1, Section 4.A.6A Infra. Page later emailed campaign officials with feedback he said he received from ambassadors he had met at the convention, and he wrote that Ambassador Kislyak was very worried about candidate Clinton's worldviews. Redacted Grand Jury Following the convention, Page's trip to Moscow and his advocacy for pro-Russian foreign policy drew the media's attention and began to generate substantial press coverage. The campaign responded by distancing itself from Page, describing him as an informal policy advisor who did not speak for Mr. Trump or the campaign. On September 23, 2016, Yahoo News reported that U.S. intelligence officials were investigating whether Page had opened private communications with senior Russian officials to discuss U.S. sanctions policy under a possible Trump administration. A campaign spokesman told Yahoo News that Page had no role in the campaign and that the campaign was not aware of any of his activities, past or present. On September 24, 2016, Page was formally removed from the campaign. Although Page had been removed from the campaign, after the election, he sought a position in the Trump administration. On November 14, 2016, he submitted an application to the transition team that inflated his credentials and experiences, stating that in his capacity as a Trump campaign foreign policy advisor, he had met with top world leaders and effectively responded to diplomatic outreach efforts from senior government officials in Asia, Europe, the Middle East, Africa, and the Americas. Page received no response from the transition team. When Page took a personal trip to Moscow in December 2016, he met again with at least one Russian government official. That interaction and a discussion of the December trip are set forth in Volume 1, Section 4.B.6 Infra. 4. 
Dmitry Symes and the Center for the National Interest. Members of the Trump campaign interacted on several occasions with the Center for the National Interest, CNI, principally through its president and chief executive officer, Dmitry Symes. CNI is a think tank with expertise in and connection to the Russian government. Symes was born in the former Soviet Union and immigrated to the United States in the 1970s. In April 2016, candidate Trump delivered his first speech on foreign policy and national security at an event hosted by The National Interest, a publication affiliated with CNI. Then-Senator Jeff Sessions and Russian Ambassador Kislyak both attended the event and, as a result, it gained some attention in relation to Sessions' confirmation hearings to become Attorney General. Sessions had various other contacts with CNI during the campaign period on foreign policy matters, including Russia. Jared Kushner also interacted with Symes about Russian issues during the campaign. The investigation did not identify evidence that the campaign passed or received any messages to or from the Russian government through CNI or Symes. A. CNI and Dmitry Symes connect with the Trump campaign. CNI is a Washington-based nonprofit organization that grew out of a center founded by former President Richard Nixon. CNI describes itself as a voice for strategic realism in U.S. foreign policy and publishes a bi-monthly foreign policy magazine, The National Interest. CNI is overseen by a board of directors and an advisory council that is largely honorary and whose members at the relevant time included Sessions, who served as an advisor to candidate Trump on national security and foreign policy issues. Dmitry Symes is president and CEO of CNI and the publisher and CEO of The National Interest. Symes was born in the former Soviet Union emigrated to the United States in the early 1970s and joined CNI's predecessor after working at the Carnegie Endowment for International Peace. Symes personally has many contacts with current and former Russian government officials, as does CNI collectively. As CNI stated when seeking a grant from the Carnegie Corporation in 2015, CNI has unparalleled access to Russian officials and politicians among Washington think tanks, in part because CNI has arranged for U.S. delegations to visit Russia and for Russian delegations to visit the United States as part of so-called Track 2 diplomatic efforts. On March 14, 2016, CNI board member Richard Plepler organized a luncheon for CNI and its honorary chairman, Henry Kissinger, at the Time Warner Building in New York. The idea behind the event was to generate interest in CNI's work and recruit new board members for CNI. Along with Symes, attendees at the event included Jared Kushner, son-in-law of candidate Trump. Kushner told the office, that the event came at a time when the Trump campaign was having trouble securing support from experienced foreign policy professionals and that, as a result, 
he decided to seek Symes' assistance during the March 14th event. Symes and Kushner spoke again on a March 24th, 2016 telephone call, three days after Trump had publicly named the team of foreign policy advisors that had been put together on short notice. On March 31st, 2016, Symes and Kushner had an in-person, one-on-one meeting in Kushner's New York office. During that meeting, Symes told Kushner that the best way to handle foreign policy issues for the Trump campaign would be to organize an advisory group of experts to meet with candidate Trump and develop a foreign policy approach that was consistent with Trump's voice. Symes believed that Kushner was receptive to that suggestion. Symes also had contact with other individuals associated with the Trump campaign regarding the campaign's foreign policy positions. For example, on June 17, 2016, Symes sent J.D. Gordon an email with a memo to Senator Sessions that we discussed at our recent meeting and asked Gordon to both read it and share it with Sessions. The memorandum proposed building a small and carefully selected group of experts to assist Sessions with the campaign, operating under the assumption that Hillary Clinton is very vulnerable on national security and foreign policy issues. The memorandum outlined key issues for the campaign, including a new beginning with Russia. B. National Interest hosts a foreign policy speech at the Mayflower Hotel. During both their March 24th phone call and their March 31st in-person meeting, Symes and Kushner discussed the possibility of CNI hosting a foreign policy speech by candidate Trump. Following those conversations, Symes agreed that he and others associated with CNI would provide behind-the-scenes input on the substance of the foreign policy speech, and that CNI officials would coordinate the logistics of the speech with Sessions and his staff, including Sessions' chief of staff, Rick Dearborn. In mid-April 2016, Kushner put Symes in contact with senior policy advisor Stephen Miller and forwarded to Symes an outline of the foreign policy speech that Miller had prepared. Symes sent back to the campaign bullet points with ideas for the speech that he had drafted with CNI Executive Director Paul Saunders and board member Richard Burt. Symes received subsequent draft outlines from Miller, and he and Saunders spoke to Miller by phone about substantive changes to the speech. It is not clear, however, whether CNI officials received an actual draft of the speech for comment, while Saunders recalled having received an actual draft, Symes did not, and the emails that CNI produced to this office do not contain such a draft. After board members expressed concern to Symes that CNI's hosting the speech could be perceived as an endorsement of a particular candidate, CNI decided to have its publication, The National Interest, serve as the host and to have the event at the National Press Club. Kushner later requested that the event be moved to the Mayflower Hotel, which was another venue that Symes had mentioned during initial discussions with the campaign, in order to address concerns about security and capacity. On April 25, 2016, Saunders booked event rooms at the Mayflower to host both the speech and a VIP reception that was to be held beforehand. 
Saunders understood that the reception at which invitees would have the chance to meet candidate Trump would be a small event. Saunders decided who would attend by looking at the list of CNI's invitees to the speech itself and then choosing a subset for the reception. CNI's invitees to the reception included Sessions and Kislyak. The week before the speech, Symes had informed Kislyak that he would be invited to the speech and that he would have the opportunity to meet Trump. When the pre-speech reception began on April 27th, a receiving line was quickly organized so that attendees could meet Trump. Sessions first stood next to Trump to introduce him to the members of Congress who were in attendance. After those members had been introduced, Symes stood next to Trump and introduced him to the CNI invitees in attendance, including Kislyak. Symes perceived the introduction to be positive and friendly, but thought it clear that Kislyak and Trump had just met for the first time. Kislyak also met Kushner during the pre-speech reception. The two shook hands and chatted for a minute or two, during which Kushner recalled Kislyak saying, We like what your candidate is saying. It's refreshing. Several public reports state that, in addition to speaking to Kushner at the pre-speech reception, Kislyak also met or conversed with Sessions at that time. Sessions stated to investigators, however, that he did not remember any such conversation. Nor did anyone else affiliated with CNI or the national interest specifically recall a conversation or meeting between Sessions and Kislyak at the pre-speech reception. It appears that, if a conversation occurred at the pre-speech reception, it was a brief one conducted in public view, similar to the exchange between Kushner and Kislyak. The office found no evidence that Kislyak conversed with either Trump or Sessions after the speech, or would have had the opportunity to do so. Symes, for example, did not recall seeing Kislyak at the post-speech luncheon, and the only witness who accounted for Sessions' whereabouts stated that Sessions may have spoken to the press after the event, but then departed for Capitol Hill. Saunders recalled, based in part on a food-related request he received from a campaign staff member, that Trump left the hotel a few minutes after the speech to go to the airport. C. Jeff Sessions' post-speech interactions with CNI In the wake of Sessions' confirmation hearings as Attorney General, questions arose about whether Sessions' campaign period interactions with CNI, apart from the Mayflower speech, included any additional meetings with Ambassador Kislyak or involved Russian-related matters. With respect to Kislyak contacts, on May 23, 2016, Sessions attended CNI's Distinguished Service Award dinner at the Four Seasons Hotel in Washington, D.C. Sessions attended a pre-dinner reception and was seated at one of two head tables for the event. A seating chart prepared by Saunders indicates that Sessions was scheduled to be seated next to Kislyak, who appears to have responded to the invitation by indicating he would attend the event. Sessions, however, did not remember seeing speaking with, or sitting next to Kislyak at the dinner. Although CNI board member Charles Boyd said he may have seen Kislyak at the dinner, Symes, Saunders, and Jacob Heilbrunn, editor of the National Interest, 
all had no recollection of seeing Kislyak at the May 23rd event. Kislyak also does not appear in any of the photos from the event that the office obtained. In the summer of 2016, C and I organized at least two dinners in Washington, D.C., for sessions to meet with experienced foreign policy professionals. The dinners included CNI-affiliated individuals, such as Richard Burt and Zalmay Khalilzad, a former U.S. ambassador to Afghanistan and Iraq, and the person who had introduced Trump before the April 27, 2016, foreign policy speech. Khalilzad also met with sessions one-on-one -on -one separately from the dinners. At the dinners and in the meetings, the participants addressed U.S. relations with Russia, including how U.S. relations with NATO and European countries affected U.S. policy toward Russia. But the discussions were not exclusively focused on Russia. Khalilzad, for example, recalled discussing nation-building and violent extremism with Sessions. In addition, Sessions asked Saunders of CNI to draft two memoranda not specific to Russia, one on Hillary Clinton's foreign policy shortcomings and another on Egypt. D. Jared Kushner's continuing contacts with Symes. Between the April 2016 speech at the Mayflower Hotel and the presidential election, Jared Kushner had periodic contacts with Symes. Those contacts consisted of both in-person meetings and phone conversations, which concerned how to address issues relating to Russia in the campaign and how to move forward with the advisory group of foreign policy experts that Symes had proposed. Symes recalled that he, not Kushner, initiated all conversations about Russia, and that Kushner never asked him to set up back-channel conversations with Russians. According to Symes, after the Mayflower speech in late April, Symes raised the issue of Russian contacts with Kushner, advised that it was bad optics for the campaign to develop hidden Russian contacts, and told Kushner both that the campaign should not highlight Russia as an issue and should handle any contacts with Russians with care. Kushner generally provided a similar account of his interactions with Symes. Among the Kushner-Symes meetings was one held on August 17, 2016, at Symes' request, in Kushner's New York office. The meeting was to address foreign policy advice that CNI was providing and how to respond to the Clinton campaign's Russia-related attacks on candidate Trump. In advance of the meetings, Symes sent Kushner a Russian policy memo laying out what Mr. Trump may want to say about Russia. In a cover email transmitting that memo and a phone call to set up the meeting, Symes mentioned a well-documented story of highly questionable connections between Bill Clinton and the Russian government, parts of which, according to Symes, had even been discussed with the CIA and FBI in the late 1990s and shared with the Independent Council at the end of the Clinton presidency. Kushner forwarded the email to senior Trump campaign officials Stephen Miller, Paul Manafort, and Rick Gates, with the note, suggestion only. Manafort subsequently forwarded the email to his assistant and scheduled a meeting with Symes.
Manafort was on the verge of leaving the campaign by the time of the scheduled meeting with Symes, and Symes ended up meeting only with Kushner. During the August 17th meeting, Symes provided Kushner the Clinton-related information that he had promised. Symes told Kushner that, redacted, personal privacy. Symes claimed that he had received this information from former CIA and Reagan White House official Fritz Ermarth, who claimed to have learned it from U.S. intelligence sources, not from Russians. Symes perceived that Kushner did not find the information to be of interest or use to the campaign because it was, in Symes' words, old news. When interviewed by the office, Kushner stated that he believed that there was little chance of something new being revealed about the Clintons, given their long career as public figures, and that he never received from Symes information that could be operationalized for the Trump campaign. Despite Kushner's reaction, Symes believed that he provided the same information at a small group meeting of foreign policy experts that CNI organized for sessions. End of section six. Recording by Lynn Jarrow.